Welcome to the Blooming Euphoria podcast or show, depending on how you're consuming this content. <laughs> I'm Jessica Rose and I am the host here. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about the five spiritual elements um, because they kind of make up the entire universe and us as human beings. So I think it's important to know our elemental makeup and what elements are maybe more dominant within ourselves, just to have more awareness in our tendencies and where we might uh, just lack a little um, balance in our life. So I wanted to kind of explain like these five elements, they've been used in history in, you know, Chinese, Ayurvedic medicine in different ways. Um, I guess not so much Chinese, but more Ayurvedic and um, other civilizations and cultures over the years, over many, many years, uh, just to better understand cycles and patterns within the world. So we as human beings are also made up of these elements. And they give us a good idea of why we are the way we are and our tendencies and traits and everything. And then once we're aware, we can really kind of use that information to become more empowered just by balancing those elements within us or knowing where we might need more of one element. So so in this uh, podcast or show, again, depending on how you're consuming the content, I am going to describe all five elements, what they represent within us, and how we can notice those imbalances in order to become more aware of our energy. So I'll start with the fire. So fire is a masculine and active energy, or what in Chinese medicine they would call yang. And it is it represents your action, your inspiration, and your motivation. It's what really kind of fuels you and keeps you going and what, what drives you and creates that ambition inside of you. It motivates you to basically do the things that you want to do and achieve the success that you want in your life. And it also inspires you to be courageous and confident. Fire really ignites our, it ignites our soul. It's really part of our soul and it corresponds to the solar plexus chakra. And that's where our willpower and our courage and our self-confidence and everything comes from. So our fire energy, it really is our divine spark. It is our, our passionate side and our playful side and really our inner child. Uh, it's how we express our inner child, but it's also how we express our creativity in our sexual nature, also our protective nature or our inner warrior type uh, energy, what we will stand up for and basically fight for is our fire. It's, it's an intense energy and it, you know, really... If there's an imbalance in the fire energy, you could be a little bit too aggressive or assertive. You could also maybe even enjoy battles, take revenge on people or situations. Um, you could have a defensive demeanor. You could also have a lot of anger or frustration because that energy is not being processed properly. And 
Um, it can also show up as an abuse of power because if you feel a lot of that fire element within you, you could take advantage of that and use that power, maybe not for your highest good or anybody else's highest good. So seeing those imbalances of, of the fire element within you can really um, make you reflect on how you are utilizing that fire energy with you within you. And an imbalance can also show up as like a lack of courage or a lack of self-confidence and willpower. So not really feeling that drive, not feeling the motivation or the inspiration, feeling that lack of power. Um, sometimes people who feel a lack of power tend to like, they'll cross their, their arms or cover their actual solar plexus chakra because they, they're not letting their light shine out. They're not letting their power come out. They're, they're more collected in their fire energy. So, um, and then it can also show up as if you have too much of this element within your being, it can show up as taking action without maybe thinking about things. Uh, you can also overexert yourself or just like end up being burnt out because you're just go, go, go all the time that you can end up just running on fumes basically, um, rather than an actual fire. <laughs> so doing something you absolutely love doing and something that you're passionate about and something that you enjoy will really connect you with your fire element because it'll connect you to your soul and your inner child. And so asking yourself, like, what sparks inspiration in you? Or how can you express your creativity? What do you do for fun? Those are questions that you can kind of ask yourself to get in tune with your fire element. And then I'm, I'm not going to go into depth on the astrological or zodiac signs, um, but I will just mention a, a few of them. Um, just how they correspond to that element. So for example, the astrological signs that are associated with fire are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. And Aries is really like, because they're very motivational leaders and they tend to like um, begin things and start things, they could be considered as like a, the lighting of a match. They would be the ones to to start something, to light that match that would eventually show the way wherever, where, whatever path you're going down, right? And uh, Leo is more of like a constant fire. It's like a bonfire, something where people can come together and feel inspired and be creative and playful. A lot of plays and a lot of skits and like acting and everything was done around bonfires or in a group of people dancing and playing and just being, showing that inner child of yours and just really tuning into your own creativity. And then Sagittarius is the one that would take that lit torch that Aries started and show the path guide you on the path. Um, and yeah, those are the fire signs. So I'll move on to earth. And the element of earth is feminine and passive. It, it represents your connection to the physical realm and also your physical body. 
It also is tied into your physical senses, your values, and your possessions. You can express this element in the way that you build stability in your life and tend to your belongings and then ultimately achieve success in this material realm. What you value leads to what you want to create in your life. So for example, if you value relationships, you're going to want to focus on building relationships. If you value money, you're going to want to focus on things that will bring you wealth. So when we're not aligned, I'm just going to go straight to an imbalance, but when you're not aligned with your values, like what you're manifesting or you're creating in your physical realm, you can feel a little off balance or maybe not like you're tuned into yourself or your purpose. You can feel a little more um, disconnected. So um, this element is also associated with how you make money and the things that you are attracted to and what makes you feel secure. It's associated with your nurturing qualities and how you take care of things and people in your life. And this is shown in the way that you give love and support to basically create a healing space or a nurturing space where things can grow and prosper. So um, an imbalance with the earth element can show up as being too materialistic and having, having too many things, wanting to accumulate too many things, or being super, super attached to the physical realm. And um, this can show up in addictions, um, especially addictions um, through the senses, right? Like uh, if you, like pleasure senses, right? So uh, addicted to sex, uh, addicted to money and what money can bring you, addicted to overeating, workaholism, and even binge watching TV. So um, like I said, an imbalance can also show up as an incongruence with your with your values and your true self. So connecting with nature and putting your feet on the bare ground, soaking up all those electrons from Mother Earth and knowing that she has an abundance of resources to provide you can really help you connect to your Earth element. And the astrological signs associated with the Earth element are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. So Taurus can be thought of as a seedling in fertile soil, like building that stability and planting strong roots in order to grow tall and eventually nurture others, right? Take care of others. Virgo can be symbolized as a crop field being tended to because usually it's organized and detailed, which is very Virgo. And they take care of things for uh, for the community, for other people. So providing resources. So Virgo is like a more like a crop field. And then Capricorn is like a tall mountain overseeing everything below, making sure the land is being managed and everything is in working order and um, basically providing a higher perspective on things. And then moving into air, air is a masculine and active energy. It represents our thoughts, words, and ideas. It is your mind, imagination, and mental activity expressed through the way that you communicate with yourself through self-talk or mirror work and others. And it's associated with intelligence and creativity. It inspires you, air inspires you to be curious, to build relationships through good communication, and also to help you realize your hopes and dreams. It's 
the mental realm. So when you're up here, you're, you're imagining things or you're visualizing things, or sometimes in the negative way, you could be thinking about things and playing things out in your head that aren't actually true or aren't in reality. So this element is very enchanting and magical because it is associated with life itself through breath, like air, the air we breathe in gives us life and higher knowledge and connection to spirit. So psychic and intuitional downloads can come in through the mind as well. Um, Also through the ears, which we hear and then process in the mind. And as we know, everything is mind, everything is consciousness and everything comes from the mind. And so what you think about, you create. So having an awareness of your air element and what your thoughts and words are uh, is very important in manifesting what you actually want to manifest rather than manifesting what delusional thoughts you may have or what thoughts might not be um, for your highest good. Because when we play things out in our head, we can manifest that even though it's not true at that moment, we can bring that into our reality and it becomes true. Um, and then enjoying what, like whatever you enjoy learning about or studying or connecting with is also found in your air element. So the, so is the ability to recognize your thoughts and be able to see things from different perspectives. Is it your ego talking? Is it your higher self? Is it somebody else's thoughts that you're maybe processing and, and realizing in your head? So this allows us to, to really see things from different perspectives and then create with intention um, and connect with people in a more meaningful way as well. An imbalance of the air element can manifest as being in your head too much. It can um, just kind of stick around up here and make you feel ungrounded and make you feel unstable. And so then you can kind of get distracted easily, uh, maybe catch yourself kind of distracted in conversations, maybe unable to make eye contact because you're just like in your head, you're in your imagination and your thoughts. And it can also lead to inaction because if you enjoy being up here too much, you might do less in the physical realm. And that's not so good, just like living in your head. We want to be doing things and we want to be manifesting the things that we actually want in our life. So a lack of this element could show up as a lack of creativity or uh, ideas and also maybe being able or unable to express your thoughts and communicate them in a proper way. Um, even having difficulty seeing things from different perspectives can, can manifest as an imbalance in the air element. So by focusing on your breath, you can slow yourself down and connect with your air element in an intentional way. This can quiet your mind and allow you to be more observant of your thoughts and aware of your thoughts. So asking yourself what thoughts are for your highest good, is it your ego or your higher self talking, and what thoughts are automatically recurring? Like most of us, I can't remember the percentage, but we have the exact same thoughts every single day. So being aware of what recurring thoughts are going on in your mind can help you kind of reroute those thoughts or rewire those neural pathways and help you or assist you in creating better thought patterns in your mind. The astrological signs associated with the air element include Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. 
And Gemini is kind of like a nice gust of wind. Gemini like to bring new ideas and curiosity to the forefront. Um, they enjoy sharing information and thoughts with others. Uh, Libras are symbolized by more of like a calm, controlled breeze, like a comfortable breeze, like in the fall, like we're in Libra season. So in the fall, when you start getting that nice little breeze and you're still comfortable to be outside and everything, um, and they, they tend to bring, you know, comfort into the environment or harmony. Aquarians are a little more, uh, <laughs> they're more like windy storms. They just like come in and kind of like sometimes could force their ideas maybe. Um, but they can provide new ideas, new perspectives and ways to do things that can better humanity and the collective consciousness because they're all about community and humanitarian issues and, you know, doing things that will better the world. So I'll move on to water. The water element is feminine and passive. It represents your emotions, your feelings, and your intuition. And it's also associated with your subconscious instincts, like your fight, flight, or freeze tendencies. <laughs> uh, the water element also represents your capacity for empathy and connection. And how you can also be compassionate with yourself, understanding your own emotions and feelings without judgment, and really tapping into compassion for yourself, but also for others. Uh, therefore, it's also connected to how deep you and in touch you can get with your own feelings and in comprehending them and knowing what they are there to teach you. And since your subconscious mind stores feelings as memories, uh, this element is also as associated with memories and your past. Um, in astrology, it's also your past lives, if you believe in reincarnation and, you know, uh, past lives. <laughs> um, it's also associated with dreams and, like, sleeping dreams, not, like, daydreaming. Sleeping dreams and secrets and anything that you maybe keep private or to yourself um, just because it is a more emotional element, right? So it is an emotional element. So it's, like, what do you keep kind of, like, hidden in the deep, dark depths of your water. <laughs> um, and water in the physical world, it ebbs and flows just like your feelings do. So when you feel loving emotions, like love, gratitude, grace, which is one of my favorite words lately, um, compassion, um, you're in flow with the universe. And that is a natural way of being. Those positive emotions uh, or High frequency is probably a better word. Uh, high frequency emotions are your natural way of being. And it's when the, the lower frequency emotions like that stem from fear, because all emotions either stem from love or they stem from fear. So the lower frequency emotions all stem from fear. And it's not that they're bad emotions. They're there to teach you something based on your patterns, based on your past. Like your feelings are stored as memories, right? So your body and your ego and your subconscious, they want, they want to know how to react in the future. So they take what you've experienced and how that's affected you and they store it in your body 
so that they know how to react if they ever, um, now I'm at a loss for words, if they ever experience a similar situation in the future. So feelings such as like shame or guilt or anxiety or stress are lower frequency emotions that are usually there to teach you something or show you something. However, if you don't process those emotions properly, then they can become stuck inside of you uh, like globs. And uh, emotions are usually associated with different organs. I won't get into that today, but they are associated with different organs. And so they can get like, it becomes stuck energy in your physical body when you don't process your emotions properly. And then those emotions, those stuck and stagnant emotions, they create dis-ease and illness in your body. That's what causes pain. That's what causes tension. That's what causes illness is all of these emotions that have become stuck inside of your physical body. So um, learning to listen to your emotions and hearing what they have to say to you and recognizing them is uh, very important in processing them and releasing that pain and tension and dis-ease in your body. You can imagine actually a flowing, beautiful waterfall compared to an unmoving, stagnant swamp. You do not want to be a stagnant swamp. You want to be a beautiful flowing waterfall. (laughs) So if you have an imbalance of the water element, uh, you may be overly empathic, picking up on other people's emotions without realizing it. Um, That's what I had to personally learn when I was learning about my energetic makeup. I have a lot of water. That's my most dominant element is water. So I have had over a lot of my lifetime learn to deal with my emotions and process my emotions and recognize my emotions. But I've also had to learn to protect my energy because I could pick up on other people's feelings and emotions very easily as well. Like walking into a room and feeling that energy, right? Like some people are more in tune or can feel that energy. So when you can feel it almost to a detriment, You have to learn to protect your aura and protect your physical body from taking in other people's emotions and then storing those in your physical body because that can lead to chaos and confusion, not knowing whose energy is yours and or what energy is yours and what is somebody else's. Um, An imbalance can also show up in a lack of emotional control. So being too emotional or subconsciously just reacting rather than responding to people in situations. Um, You could also feel like you're a victim of your feelings, like they have more control over you than the other way around. And that can lead to feeling a lack of power and being able to uh, create any change within you and change in your life. I have a story about that, but I won't get into that today. Uh, So to connect to this element within you, you can tune into your own feelings in the present moment. And you can do this by scanning your body. So you can become still. I usually focus on my breath first and that slows me down and makes me still. And then tuning into your feelings in the present moment and kind of scanning your body and, and feeling and maybe even seeing where in your body you have emotions that may be unprocessed and you can ask them 
what are they saying to you? What are they telling you? Where are they in your body? Where, where do you feel them in your body? Um, and why, why are they, why are they there? You can ask them and see if your emotions will respond to you. You can hear messages, you can feel messages, you can just know messages. Um, and you can also get glimpses of, um, images or, or visions of messages as well. So the astrological signs that are associated with this element include Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And Cancer is like, in my opinion, all of this is my opinion, well, all the astrological signs, but um, it's really like a natural hot spring. That's the best thing I could really think of because it's warm and it's comfortable and it's healing and it's nurturing. So Cancer is kind of like a although cancer can be moody, but cancer is kind of like that, that comforting and nurturing energy. Scorpio is more like the deep, dark depths of the sea <laughs> uh, where everything is hidden and we don't even know everything of like what is in there. So that is kind of like your deepest subconscious parts of you. Um, and Scorpio really encourages like trusting those deep parts of you, trusting your instincts, trusting your intuition and connecting with that. And then Pisces is like that flowing waterfall that I mentioned where it's constantly moving and it's constantly, it's very generous with its essence and it's compassionate. And it also sees the duality because waterfalls, they flow, but then at the bottom of the waterfall, they can become still, very still. So Pisces has that duality of the flow and the stillness. And then we're on to spirit, which is, you know, that innate element in us. It's never going to go away. Um, it's the most important element because without it, you would actually die in your physical body. <laughs> it is what keeps you alive and conscious in this physical realm. Uh, your soul evolves from lifetime to lifetime. That's your fire. Your physical body, your earth, you leave behind in each one. And then your air your mind and your water, your emotions transform in each lifetime based on what you learn in each lifetime. But spirit never goes away. That's it's the one thing that never changes. It is divine consciousness and it flows through you. It is where your soul came from. And this element in the physical realm, spirit, is expressed in your connection to spirit, to source, creator, God, Buddha, whatever you want to call it. And it is the connection to the collective consciousness because we are all one. We all came from the same source. We are all one. And that is where healing can take place. That is where enlightenment is gained. That is where true connection with yourself is. And it's the energy of unconditional love. That's why like as a Reiki practitioner, I channel or tune in to that spirit energy, that unconditional love and that divine consciousness, which is healing. So when you tap into your divine connection with spirit, anything is possible. That is where the highest form of manifestation can happen because you're co-creating with spirit. They've got your back, whatever spiritual guides or beings like angels or fairies or you know, some people even work with elves, <laughs> not that I've seen any, but working and co-creating with spirit is even more powerful 
than just trying to manifest on your own. So you can ask yourself, like, how do you connect with Source, the creator of all things? What spiritual practices do you do on a regular basis? And what messages do you receive from Spirit? Do you see angel numbers all the time? Do you see many synchronicities in your daily life? Those kind of things. So ultimately, we can't create perfect balance with all of these elements because we're always going to have more, some that are more prominent than others. And creating balance or harmony, I guess you could say, it takes practice. It is a practice. It's not something that you're going to, um, you know, master completely, but it'll help you master your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. First, you have to know what elements are more dominant within you and then what elements that you feel you might be lacking or want more of in your energy. So I briefly described what an imbalance of each element could show up as in yourself and your life. Um, and this trans sorry, this information, this transformation, <laughs> this information is not exhaustive. Um, but at least it's some basic knowledge that you can use just even hopefully with the information and the questions that I've put in, in, uh, in here, um, to start reflecting on your energetic makeup and the elements that you have within you. In myself, I've told you what's most dominant, uh, is my water. And then my air and my earth are more equal. And then I have a teeny bit of fire in my rising sign and my midheaven. Because um, I base all of this on astrology and my natal chart. And it's really helped me learn so much more about myself and my energy. And have more compassion and forgiveness towards myself and love myself and accept myself a lot more because I'm not questioning, like, am I crazy? Why am I in my head so much? Why am I thinking? Like, I exhaust myself sometimes from being in my head too much. And reading my natal chart and understanding what elements make me up, I really could understand why I was in my head so much. And it's because I have so much air. And then I also learned why I am so... I can be so emotional sometimes or really take things to, to heart, you know, and feel things very strongly is because of all that water. And so I, I know I need to tap into earth and fire a little bit more and, you know, do things like in the physical realm rather than being up here and in my emotions all the time. So um, I'm hoping that this information might help you to better know yourself and bring you more peace and clarity and self-empowerment because I think that's really what, you know, we want, right? We want to be more in control of our lives and we want to be more in control of ourselves rather than just being a victim to our circumstances or our experience, experiences. And so knowing your elements is, you know, part of being self-aware and then mastering yourself, your thoughts and your feelings and your actions. So I really hope you enjoyed this little five spiritual elements uh, podcast or show, depending on uh, what you're doing. And I also have my blog post on Substack where you can read this information instead of listening or watching. 
So I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will be on next week with a new topic. Thanks so much. Bye.